Hey y'all, welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Sidebar Josen. <laughs> and my name is Bree. And this is Duffy. And I am so excited. We are so excited to bring you this brand new podcast. It's been a long time in the making, and I think you guys are going to love it. So, um, yeah, we're going to dive right in. We're going to have two segments to this show. The first one, we're going to have like a topic of the day. And then the second one is going to be called Meanwhile on Facebook. Um, we'll explain it a little bit more once we get into it, but, um, I'm so excited. We just going to kick this thing off. Let's go. Hey. Okay, so we're about to dive into our first segment, which is called Sidebars. Duffy is going to explain it a little bit for us. What you got, Duffy? So Sidebars is our topic of the day where we're going to discuss just different life issues, things that are going on in the real world and today, and we're just going to give it a little bit of a educational spin. Yeah, sometimes we will insert some of our knowledge in there. Um, For those of you who know us, we are both um, doctoral level graduate students. We're studying to get our doctorates in clinical psychology. So as far as mental health is concerned, um, I would say we are pretty well versed in a lot of areas. And of course, we're still learning as we go because we are students, but we've acquired a lot of knowledge over the past few years from of course, textbooks, as well as personal experiences that we've had in the field thus far. So every now and then, while we're talking about certain things, we're going to insert that in there where it's relevant. And um, eventually, I think it'd be really cool, too, to maybe ask people what they would want us to talk about if there's like if they want us to talk about a mental health topic. Sure. Yeah, no, that that'd be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, why don't we get started on our sidebar of today, which is, drumroll, Black Klansman. Yes. Yes. Um, Black Klansman is a Spike Lee film directed by Spike Lee, of course. It's based upon a true story about the first black police officer um, in Colorado Springs who goes undercover to infiltrate the KKK that was developing in that area yeah and also uh jordan peele produced it so we got some um folks behind get out in the mix and that that was really exciting so it's always good to just see like and hear about black folks doing amazing things in film and tv whatever so um what did you think of the movie I thought that it was really interesting. I thought it was really good. I thought they had a lot of bars, a lot of little bites for black people to chew on and really think about um, in terms of like our stance socially and politically. And it did it by way of reflecting on the past. Yeah, no, I, I really, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the score. I think that was, in fact, that was like my favorite thing about the movie. I know that has nothing to do with the content or the topic or all the action and things like that. But I loved that fucking score. (laughs) That's my favorite thing about Spike Lee in general. Yeah, no, I thought the movie was really good. And I thought that Denzel's son did an amazing job. Remind me of his son's name. That is John David 
Washington. Yes, John David Washington, which if you haven't seen his um, interview recently, I think it may have been with E, but the um, guy who was doing the interview was starting off his question or statement by saying, you know, you're the son of Denzel Washington. And promptly he said it also, he he mentioned his mama, was his, mo- his mother's name like Pamela, I believe? I'm not sure. Hold on, I'm going to check that out. But yeah, no, he jumped right in and was like, oh no, so you're not about to skip over the fact that my mother has also been on Broadway before my dad was popping, my mama was popping, classically trained pianist. Like, he went up for his mother and I was just... black men should. Oh, I I, I went up for him for going, (laughs) like, yes, shout out your mother. That is really awesome. But, uh, yeah, so the movie itself was really good. I think it was really well put together. A lot of the um, story, you know, like, sometimes when you got a true story, you have to embellish it here and there to make it more yeah. exciting. But for the most part, they pretty much stuck to the source material. They did. It, yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. Like, um, I thought that all the actors did a really great job. They had some really good comedic points in there, but also some very serious points. And right. The part that really got me, and also, before we continue on with this conversation, because we haven't done it yet, but if you have not seen Black Klansman, and you don't want spoilers, this is your time. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You might want to get off of here. Back on up, skip on over. In fact, you can skip over this particular segment, because this is all about Black Klansmen. But, um, yeah, nah, we don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, who wants to see it. But, um, yeah, so what other things, like, what did you get from the movie outside of just kind of enjoying it overall? Yeah, so Spike Lee can be very controversial, um, especially, like, with his recent attempt at remaking, what was it? Oh, Chirac? No. Was it? No. Oh! The TV show. She's Gotta Have It. She's Gotta Have yeah, It. Yeah, 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 You know, yeah. people were really not feeling that. Um, but in terms of his movies, like, when you go back through his films, um, he really always has messages, you know, right within his films for us to discuss and talk about um, as a society, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think that there were many messages for black people and as well as white people, um, as well as other people, other people of other races, I'm sorry, in mm-hmm. our country to discuss and talk about, especially within this social po- political climate, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just to begin, like in one of his past movies, um, Malcolm X, he emphasizes this line that Malcolm was kind of known for that got Malcolm in trouble and kind of ostracized. You know, Malcolm X talked about the chickens coming home to roost, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that this in this film, in Black Klansman, Spike kind of illustrates that particular line where he like inserts footage of the now infamous um, Charlottesville rally. Mm-hmm. The alt-right rally where David Duke was speaking in support of like Donald Trump and in support of kind of like making America great again and taking the country back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in the movie, this is shown like at the end of the film, you know, after David Duke had already played a central role in the movie as the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Yeah. Right. So basically it's like Lee's message is that there is now, in fact, like a public 
display of individuals with the these kind of like ideologies this racist ideology and these racist beliefs um that we can't ignore yeah like i what i got from that with the parallel between what was happening then and what uh happened last year in charlottesville yeah is that um it's so like the rebranding of the KKK as mm-hmm. these folks who are a lot more docile, if you will, or maybe yeah. less violent. They're, yeah. they're the folks that can be racist in plain sight yeah. um, on, by a new name, the yeah. organization and whatnot. Right. And so um, as they were starting to kind of dial it down and um, kind of go under the radar, at least trying to go under the radar... Um, how thus far they've stayed under the radar, I think, like, pretty much. And I mean, the KKK still exists. It's thriving at this point in a lot of areas as far as, like, growth and membership Mm -hmm. and whatnot. They aren't burning crosses in public anymore, but they're still burning crosses. But they've been able to kind of fly under the radar. And um, it isn't until more recently with Trump that they are starting to kind of break away from the new image or the whatever it is that they kind of worked to maintain i guess mm-hmm. like if that if that makes sense like it was like fly under the radar be yeah. cool yeah. um be be racist you can be racist but be racist in a way where you know you're fucking over people and it's not just blatant. You're not calling them like a hard ER in their face. You're just preventing them from getting access to certain things. Or you're right. the police officer that pulls them over. And right. so people now are feeling a little bit more emboldened that they don't have to hide under the guise of, you know, like, I'm not racist or I'm all that. No, they, they can be full-fledged, like, come out the woodwork now. And so... Yeah, no, that's what that's what I I got. I said yeah, a lot to I mean, get to that point. Oh, I, def- I definitely yeah. would, ag- would agree with that. It's like it was a demonstration of how like racism has evolved from like overt racism, like you said, burning crosses, all of this, uh-huh. people being hung. Yeah. Um, to institutionalized racism where people's actions, even in the political realm, are protected by the institutions that we rely upon well it's always been institutional it's always been like systemic i think it's true it's just been that as far as being able to be overtly racist to people it's not okay anymore so you have to do all of your dirty work under you know under the dark of night But but people know what you're doing it's not hidden so well that we don't know how you are still fucking over people of color and how you are still um, being oppressive. Yeah. Like, the system has been the system since day one. But I, it's just I evolved. Think, I think that like, that's, pro- that's obvious to people like me and you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people who are woke, quote unquote. But Ooh, we gotta, we're going to talk about that word yeah, one day. <laughs> but I think that for some people they're not as aware that you know there is a system behind this or that this thing is functioning just because they can't see it like i had a friend who um basically you know okay so we give out psychological tests right yeah we administer psychological tests 
And in one of the tests, it's an intellectual test, I won't say which one it is, but basically one of the questions is something to the effect of, um, why would you need to know history? Like, what's the importance of knowing history or mm -hmm. learning history? And, you know, if my friend were to answer that question, they basically would say, there's no purpose in learning history. Um, we need to live in the present moment. There's no reason for learning about racism or teaching. Sorry that that cut out in that very random way, but um, we just had some technical difficulties, which I'm going to just let y'all in on a little secret. This is all being recorded on my phone through this really cool app called Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Um, so yeah, this is the growing pains of having a podcast be recorded in a closet on a phone. We are, we are absolutely shameless. We just getting it how we living. All right. So as I was saying, I think I was saying that my friend was saying, that they don't see a reason to teach their child about slavery and all of this kind of stuff um, because they don't want their child to see black and white. However, the best predictor of future history is the past. You need to know where you've come from to know where you're going. And I think in this movie, Spike Lee kind of captures that. Spike Lee captures a moment in which um, Ronald Stallworth, who was uh, the officer that infiltrated the KKK, mm -hmm. Ronald Stallworth was having a conversation with his sergeant. And the sergeant was basically saying to him, you know, David Duke is changing his approach to leadership of the KKK, to leadership of this group of people from um, a very overt racist kind of strategy and these racist tactics and violent tactics to a more covert strategy through like, politics. Yeah, so it's it's the um it's the time of the dog whistles. Um well, not anymore really. I've never the, heard that before in my life. You never heard of the term dog whistles? No. So you know how dogs there's a whistle that only a dog can hear. It's yes. so high pitched. Yeah. So that's how a lot of people practice their racism now. Like for example, mm. with Donald Trump, with a lot of the things that he says that aren't overtly racist, because mm -hmm. he says a lot of shit that's overt mm -hmm. in his racism. But he also, you know, will say certain things, and not just him, but other politicians, particularly, particularly those, um, on the right, who mm -hmm. um, say shit, and you know it's racist, but it's like I'm not overt with it i'm not saying it like straight out that i dislike um black people hispanic or latin latinos or anything like that i am i am just you know i'm saying it in a way where the people who are also real racist get what i'm getting at like yeah. we're relating to each other yeah. but the thing with the dog whistle is that we also hear it too bitch like <laughs> it's not yeah. so so again with the covert shit it's like with the policy and the the um you know the ways in which politicians have systemically oppressed people of color in this country um it's not so undercover that we don't know that it's happening however but, people you're right and people yes. don't some if, if you don't know what's happening if you have no idea yeah. about like the history of certain policies and how certain things came to be and all of that then of course it's going to be like well 
it's you know it's not racist it's not like it was exactly. 20 30 40 years ago which yes. you're right we're not getting um treated in the same way in a lot of ways that our grandparents and our parents were treated we don't have separate water fountains anymore we don't have a mob coming to drag us out the house yeah like that's not but but we are still in a day and age in which a police officer can murder you in cold blood and get away with it and so you know with that going back to you know my my friend's sentiments and you know the way that their perspective on this is just that they believe that we're in a place now where we do not have to be concerned with racism or they're in a place where they believe that the individual like themselves as the individuals all that they need to worry and care about and i think that's one of the dangers you know that lee was pointing out in his in his movie yeah. is that once we start you know because we've started to like share some of these spaces you know with white people and entering into those spaces and arenas that we kind of forget about what was done and we forget about what our stance truly is in the country oh yeah no that that i think that that's where a lot of people get thrown off is because we have um, been able to elevate in a lot of ways that our grandparents our ancestors would have never even imagined i mean look at us two black women who will be called doctor Mm -hmm. someday like that's incredible my grandmother gets so cheesed every time i mention anything school related and the fact that she will be able to like call me doctor so and so someday you know like she's excited about that so yes we've made advancements but we should not take those strides and be content yes that is the most dangerous one of the most dangerous ways to kind of look at where we are now because that allows the covert shit to move and you know move in silence yeah there's no disruption right on past past you and so right i think with this movie um there was also another interesting part about um his girlfriend calling the you know cops pigs and him being just adamant about um well i'm not you know like well i i don't call them that i'm a cop and i'm a all like which is oh it's 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 so funny now just thinking about it because yeah. the the whole situation that has recently come to light about um spike and the NYPD yeah (laughs) i know some people aren't feeling too hot about it right now because they feel as though or you know hot about the movie if you will because they're like um well let me give y'all some background okay so it recently came to light that spike lee was paid two hundred thousand dollars to consult on an ad for the nypd they're in a sort of rebranding phase, if you will. They're trying to um, brighten their image in order to reconnect with who? With the community. Oh, okay. Whatever that means. I, you know, I'm, I'm not from New York. I don't know if there was ever a period in time where the police and the black community in New York ever connected. And I'm going to probably say there never was a time. There never was a time. 
That's um, not the way that any of these police departments are built. No. Nah. But, um, yeah, so that's got people looking at Spike a little funny in the light. And then when you go back and think about the parts where... Um, where the hit like uh Ron Stallworth's girlfriend who was the president of the local chapter of the she's president of the local chapter at like her school's color it was the um it's slipping my mind right now but I think it may may have been the Black, Black Student, Student Union. Union yeah mm-hmm. she was so she was the ch- ch- um chapter president and she kept calling you know the cops the pigs and are you a pig and pig and he just was like well you know oh i don't know like he he literally had such an adverse reaction to the referring of police officers as pigs and why is that i mean they have some i mean I, like think about why some black folks now are you know they're police officers and proud and stand behind the blue and all that kind of stuff because they believe in that yeah they believe they're doing something right in their community and a lot of people are especially black officers maybe like a lot of them are i'm not even gonna say maybe there are many who are very well-intentioned who think they're going to change things from the inside which was another point that was made remember when they were walking on the bridge and he was like well i'm trying to change it from the inside and she's like but you can't change this big ass system from Mm. the inside there is no changing it from the inside it is pretty much as ingrained in american culture that the police system will never be for black people it will always work against them the justice system all of that it is not for us so there is no infiltrating it and you being like the super negro who's going to change everybody's mind. Right. Some people believe that. So, I mean, I don't know. And so it's just kind of like when we, when we kind of, it's just kind of like as black people, when we go into these spheres, that's maj- that I don't want to say a majority white atmosphere, like white space, but that has been created like from a I don't know how to say this that was kind of like started from uh with a racist like underpinning and like with a racist kind of like foundation Mm -hmm. it's difficult to be in that space and hold those values while still holding black values yeah and that's why me personally I like like if there was a guy who wanted to take me on a date and I found out he was a police officer, you I would say no. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I you would say that's so matter of fact. Because <laughs> it is a matter of a, a fact. Like that is a whole ass fact. I would feel real weird about you because you are a part of a larger system that is problematic as fuck and there is really there's going to be some contention (laughs) there when certain things come up because it's like how do you have uh you know like how would you be able to date somebody who is standing you know in the middle of the protest or something like that and you are there to do your job to try and shut the shit down That'd be yeah. really awkward at dinner, you know. Or like, <laughs> like think about it. His first assignment—I don't know if this was made up or not—but his first assignment was to go to the rally that the Black Student Union was holding with Kwame Ture, who mm-hmm. was Stokely, Stokely Carmichael. Carmichael, 
and basically get some intel on what they were talking about and what they were doing on some cointel pro shit like yes. it was just like how can i trust you dude like right. you you went into that shit way too willingly like you you he was he was there was just no like, defying it because he's a part of that brotherhood yeah and so but there was a point in time where they where so there was a racist officer who was a lot more um like he was he was just excessive and um not even I don't even know what excess, excessive is if you racist you racist but yeah. um he was uh you know pulling people over hemming people up inappropriately touching um the black women that he had pulled over you know on that stupid bullshit that a lot of cops are on sometimes a lot of times and um he asked like ron stallworth um in in the film he asked his colleagues do y'all know who pulled over so and so because what happened was his girlfriend had gotten pulled over after the kwame Ture um talk after she or on their way to drop him off and so um he was like do y'all know who did it like it's like how'd you find out about that and they the conversation kind of went in where it was just like so do y'all say anything about that kind of stuff and it's like well um nah we you know stick behind each other whether we're right or we're wrong that is why people generalize and will not trust cops over all you cannot today today and that goes that literally goes across the line tomorrow (laughs) because just as there are officers who are killing people both black people white people asian people just killing people in cold blood nobody's willing to say anything and not only that you know you also have abusive officers who are not even white you know they might be the blackest of the black and they are abusing people and nobody in in the police force is saying anything yeah and see that that creates a problem so it was really weird to to see um you know like you're you're rooting for him because he's trying to crack down on the kkk but there's other elements to this you know like with with ron stallworth's character where it's just like you know bruh um mm. Yeah, no, like the the with the first thing we talked about, like you went into that whole undercover shit with the going to the talk a little bit too easy. You seem really convinced that you're going to change the world with being a cop in this, you know, system. Like you think you're going to change the world real quick by yeah. just being here and being well intended. And I mean, it just don't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. There's there's so much more to it than being a good person. And basically, you know, the point that the sergeant was making in the film, which I think was, you know, a Spike Lee edition, the sergeant was just saying, you're naive to think that just because you're having these little itty bitty successes with um certain battles that you've kind of won the war and that there won't be other strategies against you yeah so i mean overall i like the film i think that uh even with our little technical difficulty we covered some ground here but i mean there's so much more to talk about there's a lot more there's so much more but you know what we don't have that much time like we try we trying to keep our show within like a reasonable time so y'all don't check out on us 
all like, yeah, y'all talk too much. So we're about to go ahead and dip out into our next segment, which is Meanwhile on Facebook. But that was Black Klansman. Hope you go out and see it. Yes. Support it. Go ahead. Go check out the film. Um, I would I would recommend it. I'm going to take my daddy to see it. So, um, yeah. On to the next. On to the next. So we're on to our second and last segment, which is called Meanwhile on Facebook. Jost me, jost me, jost me, jost me. I love it when you jost me in the morning. That, I'm not sure what that was. That's my my intro into this segment. (laughs) Since since we jostin' or whatever. Oh goodness. Okay, so yeah, no, that was that was the intro into Meanwhile on Facebook. But um, yeah, basically what this segment is is we're gonna shoot the shit about um stuff that's happening on social media, particularly on Facebook. If you're on Twitter and you've ever looked at the hashtag Meanwhile on Facebook. It's basically people um, laughing at the just absolutely salacious shit that <laughs> people be saying and doing on Facebook. Like, I don't know what's, what is the thing that separates the content. Well, I kind of know. Like, what, what separates Twitter from Facebook? Twitter, I feel like you can cultivate the content a little bit more. Like, hmm. with the stuff you see is a li- like you really can refine it a little bit whereas facebook which most people don't even really use like talking about anymore it just be it, it just it, it gets weird on there sometimes i'll just say that you said facebook is the place where good dialogue goes to die oh yes yes facebook is the graveyard of intellectual discourse (laughs) (laughs) because i mean seriously a lot of times i'll see people posting you know like satire sites and it's not like the first time that someone has told them or i have told them that that is a satire website, and it's not even if it's like a like a, a website that's attempting to do satire, because some of these things aren't even satire. It's just fake. It's just absolutely fake, and people don't take the time to look at the context clues, explore yeah. a little bit, yeah. be like, you know what, something is fishy in Denmark. This can't be real (laughs) but i think that on twitter people i don't know what it is but people are kind of heavy on the investigation side Mm. of things on that end so it's more real news yeah it's more like real news real time like things happen real quick so uh we're gonna see what's happening on the interwebs and oh sidebar Sidebar, Sidebar. <laughs> but, but um, it's not always gonna be just stuff that's happening on Facebook. But when it's some crazy Facebook shit, that's where it's gonna be at. But today, um, we're just gonna talk about the stuff that's happening um as of late on our interwebs. Uh, we lost a mm-hmm. legend, an absolute queen in her own right. Aretha Franklin has left mm. the building. Legendary. Absolute, absolutely phenomenal vocalist, songwriter, musician, 
She always got paid for her performances up front in cash. Hello. Like a boss. Hello. <laughs> like, like, run me my money for real, for real. Now. So, so, yeah, no, she she was incredible. And for all those people who got to see her live, I am jealous of you. I am as well. And, um, yeah, no, we, we, we lost a legend. And so what the internet's been kind of buzzing about is did you see that Fox News posted a rest in peace for her? And so the the picture, the the picture that was kind of primary was yes. of Aretha Franklin. But yes. in the background, yes, was Patty LaBelle. Yes. Her arch nemesis. You know what? I don't they might have been arch nemesis C's. How you say that word? I don't know. Nemesis. I don't know. They were enemies <laughs> in the forefront in our eye, but behind the scenes they were kicking and 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 sharing the tea and so. talking about each other's fancy wigs and fancy hats i hope so because there was a um a video of aretha franklin performing uh at some event it was like an inaugural inaugural event or something like that and patty labelle was like standing in the aisle you know where people oh stand. You and know, when someone's walking through and she reached to kind of talk to her or whatever yes. and she kind of like brushed her off like she did a sidestep like no other oh goodness yes no that i remember that i remember that but yeah no with the, the fox news thing they so th- they apologized and said that the photo that they had was of Patti LaBelle performing with Aretha Franklin. And it just so happened that the photo, you just only see Patti. But this is, again, why I love Twitter shit. Because somebody, of course, goes back and finds the photo. There is no Aretha. <laughs> <laughs> There is, like, there is no Aretha. Like, no, in fact, y'all are some idiots. This is what happened. So, Fox News, again, makes the list of the absolute bullshit, most, cr- like, just absolutely ridiculous um, news station of all time. Just, it is, it is with, like, just beyond me how they can just be so foolish all the time. Just right. 100% all the time absolutely fucking crazy (laughs) like just blatantly racist blatantly ignorant um when it comes to this though it's just unprofessional yeah i mean goddamn nobody thought to say hey you know what these two people don't look alike there's somebody's gonna catch this but you know what over at fox news i don't feel like they care about black people they only like us as props so no one really thought hey um this might not be the same person we're just two black women put them together they're in the same era they're they're just yes and and they let that fly so um yeah no fox news got some flames for that but people who um another person who's getting um super flamed is someone i enjoy Um, her name is um Awesome Lovey. Have you do you know who Lovey is? Who who's that? Lo- so Lovey is a um she's an author. She's done a couple of TED Talks. She's Nigerian American and um she has her own podcast. She has two podcasts that she's on. She has a brand new one with um Yvonne Orji from Insecure. Okay. But um she's you know been blogging for several years now. 
And, um, of course, since Aretha's passing, people have been coming up with the list of artists that they would like to do a tribute to our queen. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, someone mentioned Tevin Campbell. Now, if you know Tevin Campbell, you know Tevin Campbell can sing you under the pew. Like, Kevin, Kevin, I used to be in love. Kevin, Kevin, (laughs) Tevin. Kevin Tamble. Kevin (laughs) Tamble. But, no, Kevin. Tevin Campbell is an incredible singer. Like he, he, he was. What was that character from a Goofy movie? I have no idea. That was Tevin Campbell. <laughs> like, in fact, I mean, his list is long. If I'm not mistaken, he was also the first um, seaweed in the original Hairspray on Broadway. Okay. So yeah, when no, was that? When did the original, um, and this is a, such a shame because I am a, I, I pride myself in being a theater nerd and I can't tell you. But when that about you. That I'm a theater nerd? No. Oh, we're going to have to talk after we're done recording. Okay. But, um, <laughs> oh yes, ma'am. So, um, Lovey tweeted that when someone, she, I guess someone had mentioned Tevin Campbell as one of the artists that they would like to say, see sing mm-hmm. for Aretha or hear sing for Aretha's right. like tributes. And she, she said something, and I'm trying to pull up the tweet, but the gist of it was like, damn, who pulled this dude from under a rock? Like this name, I haven't heard this name in a long time. Right. Oh, here it is. Someone suggested Tevin Campbell to sing at Aretha's tribute um, under what rock did they pull that name from? Well, that does sound like a little bit of shade there. It does. And you know what? Black Twitter was not having it. Uh-huh. Woo, they have been dragging, like, I'm ashamed to say it all day because that means I've been on Twitter all day. But you know what? Today was a rainy day. Okay. And yes, I was. And I'll give you that. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, Twitter Twitter went cuckoo. And at first, it was kind of like, you know, like, wait a minute. You're not going to do Tevin Campbell. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do him. And then things went left really, really fast. <laughs> like, people, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on the tweet? Do you think it was? First of all, I can see why they... why she asked like who pulled that name from under a rock because the reason i was asking you when was this disney what was it a play well goofy movies like 1999 not that one but when was the play the play hairspray hairspray like when did he do that because i'm like how old was he he was wrong he was yeah okay so he still has chops that's all i'm trying to figure out he was grown but the the original hairspray that that came out like so hairspray the broadway musical is based on the original movie that came out in like 1988 right um but the broadway uh musical came out i'm about to tell you the question is does he still have chops how old is he 40 Ooh, he's got to be older than that um but yeah the original broadway came out to 2002 but Tevin Campbell, how old are you, Tevin? I mean, he's old enough. And then the other question is, do we know Tevin for ballads or do we know him for R&B bop? I mean, the thing is, Tevin can sing. Tevin can sing. And I think can he, he sing or can he sing? Tevin can Do we need do you do we need to play 
Yeah, so technically, go for it. I I'm just I don't know. My heart's feeling. Do you do you not believe? I <laughs> like I just don't. I have not heard him singing as an as an adult. I just haven't. Oh my. I know. I mean, but even off his have old I stuff, been you don't believe. Rock is the real question, and that's probably what they was asking her on Twitter. They about has to flame she you been too. Her ass under a rock? This is our first episode, and t- Black Twitter is going to come after you. Now. I am, <laughs> but I'm not just going to say my comment without extra questions that shows my ignorance. Oh, girl. of Tevin's abilities at this day and age. Tevin that's is forty one, and Tevin can sing. Tevin can sing. Alright. Tevin Campbell. Okay. So I'll give it I'll give it this. You know what? We haven't heard Tevin's name in a while. My cool. frame of reference is Can we talk? That is my yes. frame of reference. That's everyone's. If you don't know any other song by Tevin Campbell, you at least know Can We Talk. But with him. that, it was he sang his baby voice at the time. He he can sing. Okay. He can sing. I got it. Trust me. Alright. So but People were not even here for the idea of suggesting that even even though yes he is not in the spotlight now but we we not gonna play like Tevin ain't got chops but for my thing is I think that the text the tweet was taken out of context uh-huh. because the way we're talking about it we're talking about it as though it's like how relevant are you now which really doesn't matter because i mean a lot of the artists that we would ask to sing for an aretha tribute haven't put out an album in years you know or or aren't as big as some of these other celebrities right now like so i do want to know who you would want to sing uh oh oh okay who would i want to sing like kelly price kelly price what would you want? Who like who? What, what song do you think Kelly Price could sing for an Aretha tribute? I don't know. I think respect. In fact, no. All right, not respect. Well, she could pr- sing respect, but let's do like Aretha songs, like jam jams, like everybody again, like with the whole Tevin Campbell with "Can We Talk." Everybody knows respect, but do you know other Aretha hits? Yeah. Like um, every morning I wake up. Before I put on my makeup. So do you want to sing at the tribute? I will not, shall not, and ain't nobody about to boo me off stage like the Apollo. Oh. Um, (laughs) But let's see, who would I want to sing that, though? Mm -hmm. So, like, um, who do you think would be? I think I would like, and I just Beyonce could sing that one. I don't know if I, Beyonce is Brandy could sing that one. All right, so you're so you're mentioning vocalists. You're mentioning women who can sing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we need powerhouses. But that particular song is not a powerhouse song. Oh, and Beyonce of course, is of a powerhouse. Don't get it. Yeah, twisted. no, no. All right, no. I look, look. Brandy, I don't want the Beehive to come after me because I am. I'm not Stan, but I am a true Beyonce fan. But Brandy can sing. Say a little prayer. Okay. All right. So I'll I'll give you that. Okay. I'll what, give you what that. Other, what other songs do we have? Um, what 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 other song would I like to hear? Of course, Rocksteady. In fact, give Beyonce Rocksteady. Yes. Beyonce would tear Rocksteady. She up. would. I think Beyonce would just the whole performance would be absolutely wonderful. Girl. She can bring out that Foxy Brown wig. 
Yes. <laughs> and come back and, and slay our lives. What other Aretha's we have? Um, What's another song that you think like is like maybe a poppy kind of song? Uh, Natural Woman. You think? No. Well, not poppy. I, I, I feel like that's a little bit more soulful. Like I would like, right. like a Jasmine Sullivan. Like Jasmine Sullivan can sing that. Natural Woman? You don't think so? She could sing that. You're right. She's got the range. Ooh, you know who else? Legacy. Uh-huh. Um, who else do we have that's amazing? Girl, do you think they're going to uh, line them women up on stage like they did? What was that? It was like BT. It was like one of these BT specials, and they lined the women up. It was Jill Scott. I want to say Legacy and a couple of the mother girls, and they lined them up, and they all sang the song together. They, I hope they don't do that. They always do that. Anytime BET do does a tribute to anybody, they'll introduce the artist. I think it was it was for Anita Baker, right? For this last BET Awards? It had to have been. But they do it for almost I everything. Don't, don't do that. They have about three artists that will come out and sing a tribute. And then they will have them all come out at once. And sing like whatever the the song is that's like the most popular or something like that. I don't that. like it. I don't want to see it. And you know what else I don't want to see? No, no shade. But I kind of just want to see all black women. Of course, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm no shade to the. I feel like Christina somebody. Aguilera's girl, I was about world. to say. <laughs> I feel like somebody's gonna say Christina's perfect. I mean, and we all will be brought completely to shame i oh so Silence. back to the social media streets the vmas are planning on having a tribute to aretha who's gonna sing at the vma can somebody write them it's too late they've already had they probably already have it all planned out for it and i just can't i am worried i am concerned i am alarmed <laughs> that in fact I, in fact you know what that's I will, gonna be, I will be offended we are going to talk about that so we're going to watch the VMAs begrudgingly begrudgingly and we're going to report back on the Aretha tribute definitely and if we don't watch it we're going to watch clips of it then tell y'all what we thought but um yeah no back to this this whole situation with Lovey and Tevin Campbell. Tell me more. She she didn't mean it in a way that was malicious according to her. She said that her tweet was taken out of context okay. that she was just talking about the fact that she had not heard that name in a while. She was not questioning his talents or whether or not he would be a good um artist to have in the Aretha tribute. Right. She was simply saying Tevin Campbell has not been mentioned in these streets. And that's what she should have said. <laughs> yeah. When you talk about somebody being under the rock under under a rock, being under a rock makes you sound homeless. It makes you sound like you have nothing to offer. Like people ain't really here for you. Right. And people are here for Tevin Campbell. If you ever in fact Recent, I can't tell you which award show it was, but he was on like maybe like a BT awards not that long ago. Whenever they have a tribute or something like that, they brought out Tevin Campbell and he mm-hmm. sang, and he he sang his socks off. He he's got it like that. So I don't think that she doesn't know that that he can't sing. But I mean, apparently she don't know that. I I mean, so I'm just I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt because again. 
with as far as so I'll I'll give you this because guess what if you knew how well he could sing you would go yes yeah you know what all right I'll give you that I'll give you that because there would have there wouldn't have been any questioning of where he's been in the last 10 or 15 years you would have been like if yes you like, bring him out the woodwork that's what you would have said yeah no Tevin Tevin yeah come from under that rock Tevin I have a song for you <laughs> right exactly I have a song for Lips you to rock. sing come come Tevin mm-hmm. I think I, I just mm-mm. Aretha has passed come come so yeah no that that was the whole situation and it quickly and kind of just went downhill from there because then it was I mean I can go through all the tweets there's so many tweets but now there are people who are digging up stuff from Lovey's past or things Aww. like that where they're just like because all right so i, I mentioned old boy. she's like i mentioned she's a nigerian Amer- um, american so okay. she moved here when i was not when i was but when she was nine okay. she's mentioned this on several occasions mm-hmm. and so um people are it's kind of been this weird thing where it's like well she's you know speaking on some black shit when she's not like a black american like she's but then it's going back and like it's it's it is she is black enough uh, dog i'm not even gonna speak on it because i don't want to misquote i don't want to misconstrue i don't i just know that we went from having a good kiki about not slandering tevin campbell to a battle between africans and african americans and i need the mob mentality on twitter to stop i will give facebook that People are woefully ignorant <laughs> on Facebook. People be just like, I want to post puppies and go. Twitter, while it's a little bit more fast paced, man, when somebody gets huh? on shit, when people get a hold of something, <laughs> there ain't no letting go. Wild fire. Oh, uncontrolled. <laughs> uncontrolled. There is no amount of water. Log off, lo- girl. Mm-mm. It Just gets, log off. That's literally what happens is that once a Twitter mob comes after you, it's time to just go ahead, put your phone down, go get some tea, have a nice soak in the bath. Yeah, self-care time. Self-care Real time. Stuff. Because when you get back and your notifications tell you that you have about... um. 500 different retweets and 1,000 different responses. You ain't going to read them. You're going to let them go. Yeah, it's time to let them go because if you go and dive into that, I mean, hey. First of all, you're going to go crazy trying to read all that shit. Well, you know who's been reading all that shit? Who? Nicki Minaj has been reading a lot of shit. <laughs> I want Nicki Minaj to log off. You know, we she like people get on Cardi B about having too much interaction with people who, you know, are coming for her. Mm-hmm. on her instagram and on twitter and whatnot and granted five seconds ago she was you know you are i just a regular schmegular degular person just um you know and you if somebody clap at you you're gonna clap back and there's gonna be nothing there ain't nobody else watching like really right. but now she is a super celebrity and it's time to let that sort of engagement go but Nicki Minaj is showing us a whole nother side of her because up until this point, I mean, she's been in the game since what, 2008. Mm-hmm. And so she is like been low key making her money, making these terrible, terrible pop songs and then transitioning <laughs> back into um, some semblance of the Nicki Minaj of yore. As mm-hmm. far as like the rapping is concerned, like I will give her that Barbie dreams shit knocks. 
I will give her that. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of other songs on there that I like. Some I'm not so big of a fan of. And I like Nicki Minaj. I want to see Nicki Minaj win. But um, recently, or within these past few years, like I guess since Stupid Ho, she ain't, she, she's been kind of like in the back of my thoughts. So, um, but yeah, she was fighting with Safari and DJs and... Lots of people, sounds like... Girl, I mean... I don't think she just has time. She don't time... Where'd the time come from? She, she has finished a, her album. She got time. Does she have a man? I don't know. I, that, that, of that, I will say I am proud is that I am not looking to keep up with celebrities like that. The information just man, comes so to since me. have time. Well, I mean, I don't... Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have a man and still be preoccupied with people... Talking about you, Cra- look! Look at Cardi. Cardi has a whole baby, and a man. But Cardi is, you know, Cardi. Cardi is Cardi. Cardi is Cardi. And Cardi. She, you know, Bardier Cardi. She has been doing that too. Bardier Cardi, rather. But yeah, no, that's that. I, I want, I want Nicki Minaj to disengage because just like, just like how we're talking about, like with that the Twitter mobs and how people are kind of going crazy about the Tevin, Tevin Campbell thing yeah. and whatnot yeah. when when Nicki Minaj engages and she interacts with someone negatively the her stands which that's gonna be a topic for another day we're gonna talk about Ooh, I saw them standum is scary I am never going to be that invested in anyone else's life I other can't. than the seed that will eventually come from my womb <laughs> and probably the person who fathered it like you know like those will be i can i can be super invested in their lives but man super fans the stands dog this they're really like like all of this stuff with the safari and um and nikki and and people fussing about hairlines did you see that? That Safari's right. hairline. Was... Yeah, they were saying that he had some implants, and also she drug she drugged Tiger ass into it. She was saying he had them too. Dog. And Tiger's didn't fall fall out. with Safari's did. Tiger was probably sipping a mojito somewhere, like who's... in um the middle of wherever they live in California. Trying to figure out why the fuck his name got. How did up. I catch a stray? You just let the chopper sing, and I was over here just enjoying my drink. What yeah. where did I get? Shoot with the eyes closed, but. He did say this is the doctor I went to. He did go back and say it. And I mean, I haven't looked at Tiger's hairline recently or ever, but who fucking cares about Tiger's hairline? Who fucking cares about Tiger? But I mean, he makes he made some little bops and things. Ooh, but... I like his little summer head. Oh, what's that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, what is it called? Oh. Well, I talk about it, I like it so much. I need to get it together. I'm yeah, um, tasty. I taste. think taste. Huh. Taste is yeah. the name of yeah. the song. Since I haven't been to a beach, I can't really keep up with the with the summer songs because you know. Makes I ain't gotta go to a beach to keep up with the summer songs. I feel like I need to be in Miami to keep up with these summer songs. Mm, we all need, need to, to be, be naked, in Miami. You know, naked in Miami. Naked, drink, sipping drinks. You know, no worries, no fucks to be given kickling and cackling enjoying my life yeah then i listen to those songs at that time yeah which is in a few weeks i am actually going on vacation so you're gonna be naked in miami i will well i won't be in miami i'll be in florida but i'll be naked 
As as long as nudity is, is there, it sounds like you're going to have a good time. I'm going to have a good time. Oh, well, y'all, I'm hoping that you all are having a good time because <laughs> um, we're about to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, this is... Um, yeah, this is how we're going to kind of wrap up the show on nudity and Miami. And, oh, you know what? Also, how we're going to end our uh, show is um, we're going to play at the end whatever song that we've been like listening to or whatever song we feel is on our heart. So I think a, a good Aretha jam. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Aretha. Shout man. out to Aretha. R.I.P. Aretha. R.I.P. Rest in power, soul. love. Mm-hmm. Glow on with us. And just before we go into that, mm-hmm. my final picks. I would like to hear Luke James sing something and Jill Scott. Luke James, Jill Scott. Okay. All I'm right. down. We're going to come up with the rest of our list later. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to... Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for Josen Sidebar Jose. Thank you for Josen with us. Sidebar <laughs> Josen. This is our first episode. Woo! That's a relief. This is a relief. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. And we'll holler at y'all real, real soon. Later. <laughs>